Welcome to the 7-Minute Job Interview Podcast, where we answer your job interview questions, resume questions, and provide job search advice in only seven minutes. And now your host, Davon Goddard. Hey, how's it going, everybody? It's Devon here with the 7-Minute Job Interview Podcast, where we help young professionals advance in their careers, and we do so by answering your questions. So, if you want a question answered on the show, make sure you email me at g-d-a-y-v-o-n at gmail.com, and I'll be sure to answer your question. So, without further ado, let's jump into today's question. I feel like my resume is too cluttered. What should I take off or not include in my resume? Now, great question. So, um, oftentimes, we don't know what to put on a resume because there are different examples and different samples and just a bunch of different industries and you're not sure which direction to take. So, what I want to do is list 10 things you should not include on your resume and I'm going to give you the reasons behind it. Um, I've edited a ton of resumes and, you know, these are some of the most common mistakes that I see and these are some elements that don't sort of garner results so let's go through uh, let's go through them one by one so you can kind of get a grasp on what needs to be on your resume and what doesn't need to be on there so if you have one of these on your resume make sure you take it off in order to increase your chances of employers actually contacting you back so the first one is an objective statement now you guys probably heard this before or seen this before many resumes have the objective statement now keep in mind the employer already knows what your objective is they know that you want the job they know that you're dedicated and you're looking to advance in your career they know that so if you have an objective statement on your resume don't include it right just take it off instead add some sort of career summary or professional summary that outlines what you've accomplished so far within your professional career, or if you just graduated, um, what you may have accomplished on a certain internship or something like that. And give hard results, give numbers and percentages, and give a results-driven, let's say, paragraph, like four, to, like four sentences, four to five sentences that outlines sort of your career, your professional career. It can, and, and it doesn't matter if your career is two years or it doesn't matter if your um, career is 20 years, right? So outline that four to five sentences and really talk about some of your major, major accomplishments, some of your major skills, your major, um, you know, uh, abilities and things that you're good at and really highlight that within five, four to five sentences or so and put that on your resume instead of an objective statement telling employers that you're interested in a position that would allow you to blah, blah, blah. So you don't want that, right? So the first thing erase the objective statement. The second thing is any pictures or photos of yourself. Now, granted, we got LinkedIn, we have social media and things like that. Employers can always look you up if they're willing to do so, which more than likely they will, but don't put it on your resume, right? Because at the end of the day, here's how I see it. You don't know who's viewing your resume and you know who's to say that this person won't have any built-in prejudices against what you look like and it happens you know um it's something that we can't shy away from some people have their prejudice some people judge i mean you judge people based upon how they look i mean that's just human nature that's just what we do and you don't want anyone to have that preconceived notion of you before they even see if you're qualified for the job so 
don't put that front and center on your resume. Um, if employers decide to look you up, um, let them do so on their own time, right? Let them look, let them look at you as a candidate first, as a firm candidate, qualified candidate for the job, and then they can, you know, sort of go into um, what you look like and you know dig deeper in your social media profiles and things like that. But don't have it front and center on your resume at all. Okay, so that's number two. Number three, um, any infographic resumes. Now, I'm, I'm seeing a trend. Um, people are putting these graphic resumes, and they look really, really good. I kid you not. They, um, you know, have, they have all of these bar charts and all of these different graphics and all of these different colors and timelines and things like that. Although they look very good, um, they're not effective unless you're going for um, let's say a graphic design job or something along those lines. Um, they're not going to be that effective. For one, the applicant tracking system is not going to pick it up as it picks up um, the traditional style resumes because, believe it or not, when you're applying for a job, um, more often than not, your resume goes through a resume parser or a resume or an applicant tracking system that sort of parses your resume. It takes the important information out and it has this format on how it likes to do so. So it knows where the work experience sections should be. It knows where the education section should be. And if you've got this infographic with all of these bar charts and graphs and things like that, it's not gonna parse that data, therefore not, you know, not referring you to the employer, even if you're very well qualified for the job. And not only that, employers already have their way on how they like to view resumes, right? Um, as you know, or as you may have heard, um, employers like to view resumes for, well, let's say seven seconds total or like four seconds total before they move on to the next one. So when they're reviewing all these resumes, the last thing they want is a big distraction of a ton of, you know, graphs and a ton of different colors. They already don't want to be, you know, sifting through resumes anyway. So don't make it tougher for them. So the third one is any designs and infographics. Now, I'm all fine with a little bit of color, you know, add some character to your resume, but just keep it simple, keep it modern, and just focus on the content, which is because that's the important part. So, number four, um, responsibilities. Now, I see this all the time. Responsible for processing invoices, responsible for doing this, responsible for that. Everyone has responsibilities on a job, right? So, when, you, when you're um, creating your resume, you don't want to talk about responsibilities. You want to talk about what we like to call quantifiable achievements. Achievements you can quantify. So don't tell me you, um, let's say, don't tell me you inputted wire payments into an accounting system. Tell me how many wire payments. Tell me what did that do for the company's bottom line. Tell me what accounting system did you use. Tell me the dollar amount. Be specific, quantify, quantify as much as you can. So use numbers and percentages as much as you can when you're in your um, quantifiable achievement section, not your responsibility section, your quantifiable achievement section, right? So um, if you worked at ABC Corporation, your position is supply chain manager, under that you should have like five bullets that talks about your quantifiable achievements, things you actually accomplished on the job not copy and pasted job descriptions from um, monster.com. That's not the way to do it. You want to talk about things you actually done and you actually accomplished because 
at the end of the day, when you're applying for a job, that's why they're hiring you. They're hiring you to get things done, not to um, just take care of the basic responsibilities because anyone can do that. So that's number four, responsibilities. Take it off your resume and use quantifiable achievements. So number five, high school. Now, I see this a lot. Um, we have it even when people have graduated from college. They clearly graduated from college because they have it on their resume, but then they they make an effort to put high school on there as well. There's no reason to put high school on your resume if you graduated college, right? Because, I mean, it's evident that you passed high, high school in some kind of way. Whether you got your GED um, doesn't matter. The fact that you graduated from um, college, that says enough. So don't take a valuable space on your resume telling me that um, you went to high school this year. Like, it does not matter. So save some space on your resume. Just put the college down. If you didn't go to college at all, um, I wouldn't even put the high school down either. I would just uh, focus on the the um, quantifiable achievements, focus on your work experience, focus on your career summary and things like that, and just um, sort of leave the education out unless you have some sort of special training or any certifications that can kind of fill that in. And nowadays that works. You don't necessarily have to have a degree for everything. Um a couple of licenses, certifications, and the work experience, and you'll be just fine. So nowadays, the um, the degree, the four-year degree, is just a check off the box. And if you don't have that, it won't completely hinder you from getting a job. So don't worry about that. So that's number five. Number six, references. References upon request. Re- references available upon request. Just take this off your resume because it's telling the employer what you're saying is, I'll give you my references if you request them, which absolutely makes no sense. Um, if employers are interested in you, they will ask for those references. So don't include them. If you wish to include them, include them on a separate document, um, roughly three to five references. But me personally, I purposely don't include references and I wait till they ask for them. Reason being, that's how I know they're pursuing me in the job search process. So as you know, uh, when you apply for a job, usually you're in a position in which you're waiting for a long time. You don't know what's going on. But what I do is when I go interview, um, you know, I apply for the job, I go interview. And then sometimes I find that, you know, a few days later, they're asking me for references. I'm like, OK, cool. So now I know they're pursuing me and I know they're, they're looking into the next step. So this kind of lets me know, lets me know what's going on. And if you provide it up front, then you don't really know where they are in the process and you get anxiety and it's just a pain. So that's just how I go about it personally. So number six, references. Number seven, a relevant experience. Now, this is important. So whenever you're applying for a job, make sure you keep things relevant, right? Um, you want to focus on skills and attributes and, you know, um, sort of responsibilities and quantifiable achievements that correlate with the job, right? So if it's in a sales-based job, you want to talk about how well you're good with people, um, how you how you can face rejection, how you can operate under pressure, and you want to talk about certain instances in which you've done so, um, especially on the resume. You want to give those quantifiable achievements in which you've shown that you worked under tight deadlines and you worked under pressure and you complete a certain task. So keep everything as, as relevant as possible um, on your resume. You want, to have, you want your resume to be focused because when companies are hiring for these jobs, they, they're looking for a very, very specific individual that can fulfill the needs 
of this specific position, right? So you want to be as specific to that position as possible. And even if you have positions that aren't related to the job, you can still take those quantifiable, I mean, not quantifiable, excuse me. You, st you can still take those transferable skills and bring those to your resume in order to make up for um, the irrelevant experience. And also in regards to irrelevant experience, you know, if, if you're five, six years in supply chain and logistics, don't tell me about the job you had at Papa John's or the job you had at, um, you know, um, Longhorn Steakhouse as a waiter. That does not matter at that point, right? Focus on the supply chain logistics or engineering or whatever your core sort of um, career field is and just take it from there. So that's my advice on that. So that's number seven, a relevant experience. Number eight, hobbies, okay? Just don't include any hobbies unless they kind of correlate to uh, what you do. So um, if you're into web design and that's a part of the job, then you may want to include it there. But um, any hobbies or anything like that, I'll leave those off of the resume. You can kind of play around with them on the cover letter if you want, but uh, I tend to kind of stray away from it. Um, unless I'm in an interview and something ties into it and they ask about it, then I can sort of bring it up in there or, you know, um, find a clever way to include that in the actual job interview. But for resume purposes, I tend to leave it off. Now, number nine, which is really um, very, very important. So any uh, political, religious, or any organizations that sort of... Um, it sort of ties you into a certain group, right? Um, as, I, as I mentioned before with the photos, you don't know who's viewing your resume. You don't know what prejudices they may have against certain people or certain groups that you associate with. So anything political, anything religious, or any group that represents a certain demographic or something like that, try to stray away from putting that on your resume, even though you may be proud of it, you know? And in some cases, it can help you depending on whether, what job you're applying for, but um, as I mentioned, you never know who's viewing your resume and nothing's stopping them from just slipping your resume to the trash can after they see that you're a part of a certain organization. So don't give them that chance to deny you, you know, based off something, based upon the organization you decided to become a part of to better yourself, you know, um, make sure they focus on your qualifications instead. And that's really going to help you out. So anything political, religious, or any or any organizations that you know focuses on a certain demographic, certain ethnicity, or or what have you, um, I tend to stray away from putting those on the resume. And number ten, uh, a low GPA. Now, this is debatable. So my rule of thumb: if your GPA isn't over like a three two, don't put it on the resume. Um, I would say three five, but between three two and three five. I believe that that's okay, but anything under that, just don't put it on there. Instead, use your um, major GPA um, if you went to college, because usually that's the higher GPA, right? Um, because your cumulative GPA is uh, a, a bunch of, um, what they call those courses? General studies courses? And it's a combination of that and your um, major courses. So don't fall into that racket, right? So if, you, if, you, if your cumulative is too low, put your... Um, put your major GPA on there. So that's gonna make you look good. It's gonna make you look like a, you know, like a, like an expert in your craft. For, uh, so for me, for instance, I got a 3.5 uh, cumulative and I have a 3.9 accounting. I always put my accounting GPA on there because that's what I got my degree in. And you know, it's, it, it, 
it sort of made me stand out. Like employers would see that, and I'll and I'll bold it on the resume, and they'll see it. They're like, okay, even though this person just graduated and they don't have much experience, they actually got a 3.9 in accounting, so that means they know a little something. So, but yeah, guys, that's my um, that's my 10 things you should leave off your resume. So let's recap: objective statement, photo, designs and infographics, responsibilities, high school references irrelevant experience hobbies political and religious views and a low gpa so that's my take on that now if you've got any of these on your resume it's completely fine make sure you take them off and if you need some advice on what to do now that you've taken these off your resume and you you're looking to take your resume to the next level make sure you come over to my free course at watchmegetajobinterview.com i take you through the entire job search process all the way from job search to job offer and you literally watch me get a job interview from complete scratch um it's a course specifically for you know college grads young professionals um anyone in that category looking for your first job um you're looking to transition jobs for those with under five years of experience who's really looking to get into the the workforce it's a great course um I teach you how to not use job boards to apply for jobs how to apply directly to the employers I have a, like over 20 resume templates that actually got people job offers. Um, I got a bunch of resources. It, it's an amazing course. Over 4,000 young professionals are currently in the course, and we would like to have you. So um, make sure you come over to watchmegetajobinterview.com, and make sure you join the community. You can go in there. You can ask me some questions um, under each module. Um, you can ask questions there. You know, you can become a part of the community. And you can really take yourself to the next level in regards to your career. So, once again, it's watchmegetajobinterview.com. Over 4,000 young professionals. And it's absolutely free for you guys. So, we'd love to have you there. So, with that being said, that wraps up this session of the 7-Minute Job Interview Podcast. This podcast is not so much 7 minutes. It's more like uh, 18 to 20. But that's all right. We went over some good content and hopefully... You know, you guys got some perspective on the resume, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. And remember, if you got any questions, just ask me at G-D-A-Y-V-O-N at gmail.com. Um, I created this podcast for you guys. This is something I wish I had whenever I was just getting out of college, um, jumping into my first jobs, um, kind of trying to navigate the waters, right? Um, there was nobody really there to really answer my questions and really kind of be my guiding light as I sort of navigated through this, you know, with student student loans and then the pressures of getting a high paying job and what to do and things like that. You know, it's, it can be a stressful process. And I, you know, I, I, I wanted that. So that's why I created the podcast for you guys, the seven minute job interview podcast. I want to give you some short, sweet to the point and something you can take and you can apply you can actually start um you know you can start advancing in your career so that's the entire point of it this show is for you guys which is why you know i try to make everything available i try to make as much as i can free for you guys so you can excel in your careers so with that being said once again this is the seven minute job interview podcast i'm dave vaughn your host and i'll see you in the next episode peace out